Badyak. You're listening to Adyak. Adyak is the official podcast of the AAF Greater Lehigh Valley Ad Club. Our mission is to inspire creativity and enhance the professional development of the advertising and marketing communities where we live and work. I'm your host, Bill Childs, and I'll talk with artists, designers, writers, directors, photographers, along with those who work in a creative capacity. Our aim here is to serve as a creative resource to help you stay informed, entertained, and above all, inspired. But first, I want to thank ASR Media. We appreciate your support and collaboration. Today on the podcast, I have someone who I have wanted to talk to for quite some time. And thankfully, our schedules finally aligned. Outfront Studios National Creative Director, Eddie Hurdy. Eddie is highly respected in the advertising industry and is a frequent guest speaker at industry-leading events, including the Outdoor Advertising Association of America, the Infinity Film Festival, How Design Live, and the New York Ad Club. He's also been a judge for the Addy Awards, the OAAA Obie Awards, the One Show, and the Clio's. Hurdy has dedicated his career to helping businesses leverage the selling power of out-of-home through dynamic creative execution and establishing a client-first environment at Outfront. As a result, Eddie and his team are changing the perception of out-of-home one billboard at a time, as they have the unique ability to slice through the mediocrity that permeates most of the media landscape. We act it up on many topics that include best practices when presenting big ideas, hand-painted versus digitally printed vinyls, how the pandemic saw outdoors visibility increase, to the process he uses to uncover a brand's truth. He also shares how he inspires the 50-person design team at Outfront. Eddie also tells the story of how he evolved from not really understanding the power of outdoor when he was a young designer to presently leading Outfront Studios to new creative heights. Hurdy and his team are doing impressive work that's helping clients reinvent themselves in an ever-changing media world through the power of great design and messaging. Hurdy believes outdoor is the one medium that can scream to thousands and whisper to one. Here is my ad yak with Eddie Hurdy. All right, Eddie Hurdy. Welcome to ad yak, man. Thanks for having me, man. Pleasure. How are you? Doing good. Friday, good, right? good. Yes, I listen, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you're busy. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to talk to you because I, I, I know a little bit about you. I don't know a lot about you. I'm hoping to, to learn a lot more as we get into this uh, podcast today. So you are the VP National Creative Director of Outfront Studios. That is my long-winded title, yes. <laughs> so tell me, what your, tell me what your day-to-day is. What do you do? Day-to-day, uh, -day, man. So you know, I guess real quick, the, the team that I get to lead is about 50 across the country. Um, you know, that's a groups that are in hubs, like in LA or you know, New Jersey, New York. And that's some um, people that are just kind of one-offs, art directors in like a Kansas city or, right. um, you know, a Houston kind of thing. So it, it's working with those teams, um, working with our regional creative directors. Uh, there's a good bit of national business that, you know, we're helping, whether it's directly working with that national client or working with their agency, uh, where we're helping them you know, understand out of home best practices, what they can do, because it's kind of one of those things like, you know, you, you don't, you know, if you don't know what the, what tools are in the toolbox, then you just right, don't know. Right. So, so, are, so you're, so that. you're not really, are you designing day to day or are you just overseeing other, other creatives designing? Yes. 
both, all those, right? Okay. So it, it's overseeing some stuff, but I guess our team's a little unique in the sense that uh, we're not micromanagers. And mm -hmm. so when you hear 50 designers, like you, some may think, oh, wow, that, that's a big team. But when you spread those 50 across the entire country and realize there's, you know, over 500,000 out-of-home canvases uh, that we have to fill with advertising and there's at any given moment over a thousand jobs that my team's working on all of a sudden it's not a lot of people mm -hmm. and we have to have people that we trust to, to you know be that art director in their market to you know meet those clients needs so a lot of times it's you know uh, an art director reaching out to me saying hey does this stink is this cool mm -hmm. uh, sometimes i'm reaching out to them saying like hey am i completely off the mark am i like too old for this like am i speaking <laughs> the right language Right, right. Uh, we really work as a community there. So yes, I'm designing stuff. Uh, sometimes it is actual the advertising, right? Whether I'm pinch hidden for a market that's down or it is like a national brand or a regional brand. Um, sometimes I'm working on in, uh, internal marketing pieces. Well, or, I was going to ask you, who does the stuff for the outfront brand? Is that Does that also fall under you? Uh, parts of it falls under me. Um, we have, you know, I lead up the studios and we have this... Uh, other team called X Labs that is more uh, dedicated to the digital experience. Part of their umbrella is also, you know, I don't know if you've seen some of our Front Street episodes where it's, you know, you know, us doing about a minute, two, three minute long um, recap of a, a campaign or of a, a trend or out of home, you know, fill in the blank. You know, they'll be developing a lot of those, a lot of the internal videos. So. Uh, some of it falls under me, some of it's over there. Um, mm -hmm. It's a very, I guess the best way to put it is organic, right? Like we are okay. a team. Well, where uh, would someone go to, where would someone go to watch those? If someone wanted to watch that, those, those. Uh, if, if you go to outfront.com, uh, we have what's called a content hub. Okay. And if you go there, there's, you know, all sorts of, whether it's our brand builders, where we're talking to actual clients, we have, uh, you know, we're giving examples in specific industries Okay. Um, to a, you know, so maybe it's like home improvement or maybe it's the uh, health industry, whatever the case is. Yeah. Is it like uh, case studies, case studies? There's a bit of case study in there in the marketing section of it, but uh, okay. a lot of it, you know, that's the marketing portion, but the creative portion is really what my team focuses on, which is understanding and working with uh, clients, right? Having that discovery call, getting to understand their sure, brand's sure. truth, and sure. then how we go about developing the campaign. Okay. Well, full disclosure, um, I'm a fan of outdoor. Oh, you know, ever since I, I worked at Adams Outdoor, I was there for two years in the Lehigh Valley, fell in love with it. Um, when I worked at the agency uh, that I worked at for six years, if, if a, a campaign or a project that we were going to work on uh, had, a, had a, an outdoor in the brief, we always started with the outdoor because we figured if we could solve it there and, and make it you know, be exactly what it needs to be and, and, and have it be solid. And, and we knew that we could expand on that into the other media that we were gonna use. So um, I just wanna put that out there that I, that I am a huge fan. And um, yeah, I and I, I mean, just, just from, a, from a pure messaging standpoint, right? I don't think there's anything that touches it, you know, because there are so many things that you can do and I'm, I'm telling you this, like you don't know, um, around, no, hey, I love hearing it, man. <laughs> around extensions on. and around just, just graphics and messaging. And there really is, for me, nothing better than a well-crafted billboard message, an outdoor message. You know, it's just, it's pure gold. So talk to me about 
what you do to make sure that clients are using the medium properly? You know, um, I know that's a that's a big question, but you know, what what do you do to make sure that when you're talking to a client and they want to do some outdoor, that you're educating them in a way that they're going to understand it's not a newspaper ad on a pole. You know, it's it's a lot more complicated than that. And listen, not all clients are 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 all the same size and all all in a as savvy as some of the others that that are used to to using this medium. So talk to me about that a little bit. Absolutely, man. Um, and that, you know, first off, totally agree. Like if you can nail that out of home piece, you can scale it, right? Yep. It can fit any medium, which that's why it's gold. Um, so, and I kind of start there, right? Like, you know, if we're working with an agency or, you know, whoever it is, you know, they have their perceptions of mm-hmm. what out of home is uh, because, you know, I had my perceptions. I used to think it was garbage. I absolutely oh, hated really? it. Okay. Uh, I really, I really hated it. Uh, you know, I, I'll usually start a meeting, you know, depending on who it is with like, Hey, you know, anyone on this call or in this room, whatever the case is, Mm -hmm. grow up to want to be a billboard designer. And like, no, like you, there's maybe the one off person (laughs) like you, right. That's like, yeah, me, Mm -hmm. but most of them like, no, that's not a dream I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. So I kind of meet them where they're at saying, look, I I get it. Like your perception of what out of home is, is garbage. Um, And, you know, totally understand that. And I thought the same thing, but I show them kind of real examples. Like this is, you know, something that brand X sent us and yeah, it looks like garbage, but if we look at it and we actually take the time to discuss and listen to the client, what they're trying to do, we'll realize that, you know, click to the next slide, the, the three words, the five words, the pure visual design, the gold that you're talking about. Oh yeah. We'll realize this is what they're saying. And all of a sudden that light bulb goes off a little bit. It's kind of uh, one of my regional credit directors or actually now associate credit director. He, um, he always said, you know, those before and after books, like you show someone a before and after, nobody wants to be the before. Nobody wants to be the <laughs> quote unquote ugly um, design. And it clicks in their head a lot easier. But I, I would say the, the main thing is, you know, like any relationship you have, you listen, you know, it, it's not so, you know, you get that out of the way saying like, look, you know, I, you know, if you don't understand out of home, that's fine. You don't have to, um, you know, you trusting us, that's all it really takes. And I'm just here to listen to you and we'll ask a few questions. And really it's that discovery um, of their, their brand's purpose, right? Their brand's truth that they're sharing with us. And if I can get them excited about, what they do every day, right? So they're going to an office or to their basement or wherever they work uh, for eight hours a day and pouring their heart into this business. Like they're doing it for a reason. If they really hated it, they could get up and leave. So I wanna get to the reason why they're there, why they're working on that. And if I can capture that brand purpose, right? I can figure out how to make that meaningful connection to the people that actually benefit from whatever that that brand is, that product, that service, Mm -hmm. that that thing. Um, and then if I can make that connection work, then it's going to become this, um, you know, this engagement that that audience has with that thing. It's going to be, you know, they're going to connect with this because it, uh, it's relevant to them. It connects. And sure. 
this this uh, engagement is going to be kind of second nature to them. They're going to want to pursue this. And once you have that purpose nailed down, you're connecting in a meaningful way, you're getting that audience to engage with them, that is going to leave this lasting impression with the with the people. So if I can understand that through this call, and granted, I'm not asking these specific questions, I'm just mm -hmm. letting sure. them talk and just like we're doing here, where yeah. does this conversation go? Mm -hmm. um, then we can present back to them, you know, our recommendations and we can use the words that they gave us, that they defined as their brand purpose in that presentation. And uh, nine times out of 10, that clicks for them. And it's kind of a home run. There's few revisions, if any, uh, but you know, it, it is a challenge. Um, if you're going to go at it, shoving something in somebody's face, right? Like this is sure. what you need to do. You need to follow right. these rules. I, we actually wrote a book called uh, good things to know that we hand out to agencies mm -hmm. because I'll get that. Like what color should I use? What size font? Like all these right. rules, right. That they want to follow. Yep. And my answer to them is, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. What are you doing? What are you trying to do? <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's start there. So this book is basically kind of a, you know, stop, pause, rewind. Let's talk about what you're doing. You think about I guess, what I guess the question I'm getting at is, I know for, for me, I've been in this situation. I'm sure you've been in this situation where you had the discovery. You listen to what they're saying. You talk, you, you, what they're trying to accomplish, what the mission is, what the brand is trying to do. And then you, you, you have your own kind of discovery period before you start designing where you're kind of like doing some research, you're kind of, you know, and then it starts to kind of coalesce and then you marinate on it. But then something magical can happen if it, it you know, doesn't always happen. You, you want it to happen, but you nail it and you know it and you know you nailed it and you know it's right for them. And you know, and, and that's where it's, that's where for me, it's like, it's, sometimes it's just, it's like that letting them know, like, when you present, like, this is who you are. Even if you don't believe it, this is really who you are, you know? And it's, it's mm -hmm. funny, I, I've heard this analogy once about how a lot of what we do is we're on the outside of the medicine bottle and we can read the label because we're on the outside. The customer's on the, or the client is on the inside because they're so close to it. It's, you know, they, they, they're, they're just too close to the business. And our job right. is like, we kind of, you know, squat down and we get up close and we're like, hmm, uh, what you're telling me is not what's on the outside of this label. You know, so what do you do about those? I mean, what do you, how do you, how do you make sure that when you present those ones that you know, you nailed it and you know, it's what they should be doing. But then there's that moment of you have to present that now. How do you, what do you do in that space? I'm curious. So I, I think, you know, anytime you, 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 you design that campaign or campaigns where it's like, you no, know, either any of these directions is right for you. And, you know, if you don't present that right, you know, you're kind of lost, right? Uh -huh. Like you've lost already. Yep. Um, so, you know, you, you if the client sees it before you present it, right? If oh, you yeah. send it over and they like, forget it. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's over. So many times I would like, see I would see reps when I was at Adams they would be putting the, the designs in a FedEx envelope, and if I would happen to be seeing that I go what what are you doing? Oh, we're just yeah. we're sending it out to the client. I'm like, we're, you're not going to talk about it. You're not going to present it. Know. You know. So yeah. I actually start. I said, you know what? Look, I want to go on these calls. If these people are local and they will talk to me, 
I want to, mm -hmm. I want to go out and present because I just thought there's just so much time and effort being put into these campaigns. I want to talk about the process. I want to talk about how we got there. I want to talk about right. why we did what we did and it started, it started, we had success with it. So I think it's, you know, I think what, to your point, I think it's all about really how it gets presented. You can't just, you can't just go walk in, everybody sits down, flip it over and go, there you go. What do you think? No. You like it? You're done. No, yeah. You're done at that point. Because yeah. a part of it is a huge part of it is the trust, right? Like they, you know, whether it's like just a 10% of their budget or some cases, a lot of these local businesses, this is like the budget, like sure. they're giving you everything and they really have to trust you. So you know, you have to put effort into that presentation. And, you know, the way people feel trust is feeling heard, like feeling understood. So again, going back to that discovery conversation, like if I don't have that piece of it, the percentage of this going through just starts dropping quickly. Because when we go to present, you know, our, our team's trained to say like, okay, look, we talked about this, you said this, you know, you told me that this was super important and you're using their words and then you take that and you transition to. So that got us thinking that, wow, like at the core of your brand truth, right, um, is X, right? So like example, we were working with Crown Royal, you know, their brand truth is it's what you give, right? Like it's not about, um, um, you know, it, it's about the time that you give. Right. It's, it's, it's not about this drink that you're drinking or whatever, even though right. that's the obvious, right. like sure. you want to sell more of this, but it's about that. What not so much what you do, but what you give. Um, so as we thought about that, we realized, you know what, you know, that's their purpose, but the way they can connect that purpose is sometimes the most valuable gift is our time. Right. Mm -hmm. And really given that, you know, it's a drink, that's the product you know, it's spending time with these people and what are those moments that we're giving in our time, right? So, right. you know, whatever the case is, you start walking through this process of thought and you start, you know, you, you watch their face and it's like, an, it's, it's an event, right? As mm -hmm. you're presenting, oh, you're looking at people's faces. Yes. You know, it's definitely a lot more difficult in Zoom world where some people <laughs> don't have the camera on and you're kind of guessing or their faces mm -hmm. disappear, but yep. you're reading them. You're making sure that like, they're kind of, wait, I see where you're going with this. Like, yeah, I did say that. Yeah, no, that is what we're about. And then you present it, right? And yes. now look, ideally that's when they're like, like all of a sudden the visuals, you don't even have to explain why you did what you did anymore because you just already went through that process and it's very clear why you did what you did. You know, it's the idea yeah, yeah. that they were looking for. Now, I, I think, you know, just because, you know, ideally, yeah, this is good. You're done off the print or it's yep. posting or it's sending whatever publication. But knowing that, you know, if you're serious about, you know, what you do, right? It's not about like just hitting home runs one after the other, mm -hmm. right? It, it's about really partnering with that brand, with that client and growing together, like they're challenging you and your design ability, but you know, you're partnering with them to help them grow, help them expand their business. So, you know, I'm a huge fan of baby steps is what yeah. I'm getting at. Like, yeah. you know, maybe they're not going with this. Maybe they, they're not there yet. We're all on a completely different journey. We're in different parts, points in our lives, levels of trust, Yep. whatever it is. Maybe they're not there yet, 
but they see where they could be. And even if I don't get here, but like we go here and we started like way off my screen here, way mm -hmm. down here on the floor. Yeah. That's a huge win. And that's, that's them giving me some trust, giving the company some trust and we're, we're taking them to that next level. So I think that is a big piece of it, right? Even if a design posts and it's breaking like a handful of rules of don't mm -hmm. do that on outdoor, mm -hmm. but I've clarified that with the client but they got rid of a lot of other stuff that I was worried about and we're taking these steps and they're going to see it's going to work just that much better. And next time and next time I'm thrilled. Like I'm excited with that. Well, I'll tell you what I started to notice too. And I, I started to bring this into my presentations. Um, there's an uncomfortableness that happens when you're seeing something for the first time. Okay. There's that awkward silence, right? You're looking at something for the first time. You just did your, your pre-sell and you set it up beautifully. You got the client saying, yes, we did say that. Yes. Yes. We do want that. Yes. That is part, right. You get them, you get them all kind of conditioned. And I, I, I started to realize that there was an uncomfortable silence that I had to kind of deal with. And, you know, it's that old adage, you know, he who speaks first loses, right? So I started to say this, I would say, now, look, I'm going to show you this design, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be uncomfortable. So I just removed that right out of the room. So that, that whole, that whole emotion just left the room. So now when I turn it over, I told them they were going to be uncomfortable, right? So they, so, so it, it helps a little bit. And then if I did everything right, everything you just talked about, and I turn it over, I wait, I don't say anything. I don't say we can change it. What do you do? You know, do you let, I just let it sit there. And you, that, that's a, that's a, that, that what we're talking about right here is a whole other art form presenting ideas to clients. It's an art form and there's Absolutely. people that do it well and there's people that don't. And I've seen it done. I've seen it all. You know, I've seen the, the, uh, the, in the FedEx envelope sent through the mail and guess what? Two weeks later, they're back up in the art room going, yeah, that, that client didn't like that at all. I'm like, hmm, Shocker. big, big Shocker. surprise. Maybe next time, maybe I can go out. And it wasn't hmm. like an ego thing. It was just more of like, look, let me help you go out. And, and it was so funny because we would come out of these calls and the, the account executives would be like, oh my God, they ate up every word you said. They were like transfixed. You were like, you, were, you had, I said, well, you know, they're talking to the person that actually did the design. I think they, they want to hear mm -hmm. what we have to say. So, um, and here's something I, I, I want to ask your thought on this. Controversial. I don't believe the customer is always right. I don't. I think most cases they're wrong. But we have this, you know, is it just because they're, is the customer always right because they're paying the money? I mean, I don't know. What, what is your thought on that? You could disagree with me on that. I just don't always think the customer is always right. I think a lot of times they're they're misinformed or they don't they don't have the courage to kind of take a risk on a big idea. They're just they're just afraid. What's your thoughts uh, on that? The customer is always right when it comes to their profession. And even then, okay. maybe not, right? But like that's my stance. Um, if I'm going in to talk some to somebody, I'm learning from you mm -hmm. because you've been a plumber for 30 years or because you know, you've sold um, in the alcohol industry for 20 years, whatever it is, like, you're the expert. Um, you're always right in that profession. 100% now, ask, with that, yes. Yeah, I, yep. I ask you to pay the same respect to me um, and trust me and let me be 100% right all the time in my industry. Um, but yeah, I, 
I, I get, I think people get nervous. They get scared. Some, it's a lot of money for some. Sure. Whatever the case is. And they can't let go. But I guess what I'm saying is it, right. it seems like our industry is the one industry where, where all the experts are the people who don't work in it. Does that, make, oh, yeah. does that make sense? In other words, when I order a steak and I say I want it medium rare, I don't go back to the, to the, to the chef and go, what are you doing? Oh, I'm making yeah. a steak. It's medium rare. No, no, no. Turn it, turn it now. Turn, no, it's not ready to be turned. No, I want it turned now. Like, wh why? Why is this field have that type of level? You know, it, like, you know what I mean? Have you, have no, you experienced absolutely. that? Um, it, it's getting less and less. Um, but I think it comes from us realizing more and more that it's expectations that are set. Right. So like, you know, again, the presenting, right. Mm -hmm. Cause I will see those emails where it's like, let me know if you have any changes. So just, <laughs> you just that, handed it to them. Right. Yeah. That perception is like, we didn't get it right. Uh, I'm looking to your advice. So like you're telling them they're the experts. So it's, it's a, a messed up expectation. Mm -hmm. Whereas if, you know, you know, an ideal situation that we see more and more of definitely have plenty of uh, times where it's not, but ideal situation is, um, hey, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Client, I'd like you to meet uh, Mr. and Mrs. Art Director. Uh, you know, they uh, work at an award-winning creative department. These yeah. people are the best, you know, whatever it is. I yeah, don't sure. care if it's like the local award or the national mm -hmm. award, like yeah. AE, build up your creative department because they're your creative department. You need to show trust in them. Otherwise, the client will never show trust in them. So if you started off that way, where it's like, hey, you know, they're great. A uh, lot of success with people they've worked with in the past. Uh, I'm happy to put uh, you in their capable hands. They have some questions for you. You set it up that way. You set up expectations. And then, you know, a step further is, you know, when we, you know, before we present, we'll say, look, um, you know, we have kind of a revision policy, you know, we'll, okay. we'll design the initial campaign and then we'll give you a, two more revisions after that. There's a fee, but look, here's the thing. We just listened to you. I truly understand what you do. I feel confident. I'll spit back a couple things that they said to where they're like, okay, yeah, dude did the listen. He gets it. Um, I'm setting that expectation that like, I get it. Like, you're not going to need those extra revisions you know, yeah, we've won these awards. Uh, yeah, we've been doing this for X amount of years, which I don't even like saying that. Mm -hmm. Because what the, you know, I could, you know, I'm supposed to be flossing for the last 15 years, but I'm not very good at that. You know, <laughs> so like, it, I, I don't even say that, but, right. you know, you set those expectations to where like, they feel like, okay, yeah, I don't have to worry about this. I'll let them do their thing. Right, right. Um, but if it goes in where it's like, yeah, we'll get you something back in the next couple of days and then we'll talk and see if it's the right thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're going to want their picture and 20 bullet points on. Right, right, right. Line and well, let's switch cool. gears. Let me switch gears for a second. Um, my understanding, and, uh, you know, you're certainly a lot closer to it. Um, you know, outdoor as a, as a medium is, uh, it's going strong. It really has not... Uh, is not waned. In fact, if anything, it's, it's, it's growing. Talk to me about that a little bit, if you can. Absolutely. Um, it, it has, uh, you know, I, I think the core reason for that is, you know, people we're rooted in community, right? Like you, mm -hmm. you live sure. in a town, yep. uh, you have your grocery stores, you go to, you, 
you know, have your favorite restaurants, bars, your kids go to a school, like everything in your life is part of a community of some way, shape or form. Out of home is communal. Um, Very much. Know, it's the town, it's the town crier. Um, I don't care if we went through, oh, say a pandemic, uh, you, you still were driving out, you had to go get food, you know, you had to go do X, Y, and Z, you know, you had to go get gas. Uh, there's things we had to do. And when you were out in your community, that is the thing that still was there. That was the thing that never turned off. Um, that was the dependable um, truth, right, that, that you couldn't shut off. Um, so I, it was growing strong before the pandemic. Um, during the pandemic, I think it kind of, you know, shoved that uh, stake mm -hmm. in the ground even more so uh, and claimed that, no, like, we're not going here. We're dependable. We're not, you know, dependent on X, Y, and Z. Like, we're always up here. And people just saw it. Like, you can't. I mean, I think it's the one media, I believe, the one traditional media taking yeah. digital off the table that is that is growing year over year absolutely right yeah it is the right. only one that's still cranking up there yeah and and it's actually reinforcing digital right so like mobile ads on your phone like right. they're doing well but they do 50 percent better when paired with an out-of-home ad which goes back to that trust right like there's something about you know you know you see uh movie stars taking selfies with the billboards like they're not right 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 with a mm -hmm. magazine ad or anything yeah. something about sure. having your face on a billboard means you made it or so i don't care if you're a movie star or a local local person mm -hmm. uh, local company that is the big thing right? that means you made it like you're a success yeah yeah well how is how is out front transitioned or or to did you know with digital like with digital being such a, a big player that it is you know I don't mean just digital, you know, boards. Um, what have you guys done to, to kind of stay current and with that and bring that into the fold with the regular, you know, the regular traditional, uh, you know, structures? So at the core of out of home, it, it's being timely, right? So whether you're static or digital out of home um, or just digital online advertising, like it has to be timely. No one, like, especially digital, uh, so it's really been an investment in being able to do that better. Uh, so what I mean, you, you go to New York City or Boston or DC, you know, the, the, our live boards, our digital screens that we have in the transit stations there, uh, being able to uh, do uh, timely content that is relevant, not just the time of day mm -hmm. or the, the sure. time of the week, but uh, relevant in your location. Right, so we're able to, you know, we have our, our you know, I mentioned Hexlabs before, they, they run a program called Moments where it's a you know, fresh direct, we're working with them right now, mm -hmm. where, you know, you can connect the local restaurants, um, uh, uh, recipes, ingredients, whatever, this time information for that time of day uh, in that moment, right? So, you know, maybe I'm a little off track, but mm -hmm. it, again, all about being timely. Uh, when you think about people doing buys, you know, on the digital side, like when you know, understand the back end of that on programmatic and saying, hey, I want X amount of impressions sure. uh, for this audience, it kind of just chops them up behind the scenes without you knowing. And out of home has never really been a big part of that just because we have different measuring systems for the most part, at least we did in the past. Mm -hmm. 
um, we we're kind of addressing that now to where uh, we can uh, be a part of that programmatic buy, right? Where sure, you know, and, and a, another big piece of that is the 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 resizing of ads, right? So that that's always a big piece, like you said, like you can't take a an online ad that has like ten words and just squish it up on a you know billboard and it looks like a right. hot mess, right? Right. You know, so we started uh, a partnership. Um, yeah, I can't say with who just yet because mm-hmm. I don't think it's officially been released, but where it's um, uh, a, a digital content optimization where, you know, let's say Dunkin' Donuts does a buy, yep. right? And, you know, the agency doesn't have time to size it for the 30 different out-of-home Not, uh, right. canvases where you can use this product and it will digitally optimize that to the right sizes, you know, automatically. Oh, wow. Um, which is cool yeah. for certain buys, right? Yeah. Um, whereas you look at some of these other designs that we do that it's very like intricate details and, you know, uh, the lighting or the layering yeah. of different mm-hmm. pieces, it doesn't work as well, mm-hmm. um, which that's where my team comes in to make sure it's sized correctly and looks right for everything. Well, but- let me ask you this. What do you do to keep your team motivated? How do you, how do you keep them inspired? What do you, what, is there anything you do in terms of like that, that you can share um, to just kind of keep the, the, I mean, you're, you know, you're, you have a team of 50, but like you're, you're not all in the same place. So how, what do you do to kind of keep that creative culture high? Uh, make sure they know they have a voice. Um, you know, that, that is something I love about Outfront is, you know, just because I'm national creative director doesn't mean that I'm always the face of creative. And I should never be like, this thing should not be at the face of everything. <laughs> um, I want to know that uh, Alexis Caban in Berkeley, California can speak on our brand builder um, on alcohol, right? I want to know right. that Sandra in Detroit can talk about home improvement. I, you know, I want them to know that if they have an idea, they can rise up and talk about it. Uh, like Adrian, in uh, our Atlanta office here with me, she's, you know, her thing is environment. Okay. Uh, so she's working on an Earth Day campaign. So she has that voice that goes beyond the typical local jobs. It's going to a national thing and uh, just showing them how they can, you know, speak up and okay. actually following through and letting them be heard. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, of course, giving them cool projects when I can um, outside of the, the lawyer or the plastic mm-hmm. surgeon or whatever. Um, but also letting them understand that, you know, it's only not a cool project when you decide it's not a cool project, right? Like, right. I don't care if it is a lawyer, like, how do we mm-hmm. make the lawyer yep. just crazy cool and a superhero? Like, how, like, how mm-hmm. do we go about changing the, the perception? Just like I was saying, my perception about out of home used to be such garbage. Right, right. It wasn't until I fully understood what it, its brand's truth was what its purpose was, what it could do that I was like, oh my gosh, like it should really be this. Same thing with every client. Like as long as we have that approach, it stays exciting. You know? Yeah. I think one of the things that, that really blew me away when I worked at Adams uh, in the Lehigh Valley for two years was there was, it was still at a time where they were still hand painting boards. Mm-hmm. So to be able to go into the back shop, and see a 14 by 48 stretched across a wall and it's a rolling rock like ad with a can and a bottle sitting in a stream. 
I mean, talk about the world's largest oil painting. Um, I mean, it was, yeah. these guys were amazing. And I remember um, they had some, uh, Bob Sterner, Pete Toth, uh, Craig Stevens, Al Federer, these guys. Craig and Stevens. It, yeah, Craig Stevens. Still, that's, a, yeah. that's a good friend of mine. Good. Great guy. Great guy. Wonderful guy. Great artist. Um, and it was, and we still had the, 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 op, the option of if they could hand paint it, we could give it to them as opposed to just mm -hmm. sending it out and being digitally printed. And I just, Eddie, I just felt like, like there was such a craft when there was a hand painting, you know, the, the, the time that it took, I mean, you had to make sure the design was right. And once they started painting it and when that went up on the road, Oh my mm -hmm. God, was that a difference? I don't care what type of printers they're digital printers they're using now to print you cannot get the same effect off of a hand brush paint one shot mm. you know and and I, I i miss the fact that there's there's not a lot of hand painted boards anymore now, now hand painted walls are starting to come back you know you're seeing a lot oh, of that huge. which that's yeah. to me that's the craft of outdoor is are those those hand painted signs um did you get in were you did you get to experience any of that in, in any of your uh no, I got into the industry after the hand painted uh, part just kind of dying down. However, you know, my my love is oil painting. Like just wow. you know, aside, like I love the oil paint, so I, I definitely have that appreciation for it. And like I said, Craig Stevens um, and some other painters were, were good friends and understanding where they came, seeing the old pictures. Uh, but I mean, even now, right? Like you know, there's a, a one of my he's now regional creator director. Uh, he still goes out and, you know, whenever he gets a design up, he'll go out and see it post and take pictures. And, you know, if you mess up, you mess up really big, but if you mm -hmm. nail it, it, it's, it's beautiful. And that craft piece, like that is something we, we pride ourselves on. Like I will dive in and look at my, my team's shadows or whatever it is, like mm -hmm. under the lighting and, you know, kind of grill them on that because like, it does matter. It looks like a, such a tiny detail that surely you're not going to see on a billboard, but like you notice when it's wrong. Like yeah, you sure. notice when the sun's not shining right. Like mm -hmm. uh, it, it does matter. And you know, that, that alone is that exciting thing. And, and back to your other question about the digital piece, that, that is part of the excitement too. Things like spatial out of home where mm -hmm. you know, granted you have to sand in a, a, a specific spot to see the crazy 3D thing pop out of you because if you stand over here, it's going to look like a weird or organism kind of hot mess, uh, all distorted. But like new developments like that is is just amazing. Um, you know, again, our X Labs team developing digital where you know it's it's truly immersive, right? So instead of mm. scanning a QR code and like seeing an AR thing, which mm -hmm. that's cool, by the way, that's really cool. Um, you know, they've just launched something where like you can scan the QR code from the digital screen that everyone's seeing and decide kind of a choose your own adventure that will then play on the screen oh, wow. for everyone to see. So it's kind of flipping it a little bit. That's amazing. And, that's awesome. You know, that's something you can't do anywhere else. You know, <laughs> no. you, you, know no. you, you can't put a 30 foot prop on anything else except for a billboard you you, know, you can't do like a a, a, a luma film kind of backlighting situation to that scale anywhere else like there's just some things that are not possible not achievable literally anywhere else and that that is that inspiring thing that i just you know at, at, 
we always joke like once you drink the kool-aid like that's yeah. it like yeah with out of home either you absolutely hate it which honestly i've only met like maybe two or three people that have been in the industry that hated it uh, most of us even if you try to leave you come back it's, well i'll tell you one of, of the cool you mentioned craig stevens i mean i mentioned them but i didn't know that you knew him um one, cool story there when he was at um he was a billboard painter at adams uh for the two years that i was there but then he totally reinvented himself he taught himself photoshop he taught himself illustrator he was classically trained illustrator um and and went up into the northeast market and totally reinvented the whole market through design it was amazing what he did i was like craig oh my god like you drive through the market and it was just you just saw all the cool i mean he was really he was really doing it and and he um i consider him a dear friend and just an inspiration really for how for what how he transitioned himself from just you know he didn't see himself as just a sign painter he knew he was he knew he could do more and he knew he was yeah. about more and he did it and he did it on he did it on his own you know he he would come up to to the to the to the shop after he was done or to the art room after he was done painting and he would be like oh what are you doing there like oh how did you do that illustrate he taught himself how to design and then he took his classical training from the barnstone studios and the golden section and all that and mashed it together and went and just became it's like unbelievable i can't say yeah, enough yeah. about the guy he's awesome um and then he'd go and build his own props too on the side which is crazy yeah yeah to talk about a renaissance man right mm -hmm. um i'll tell you one of the stories i wanted to tell you was when i was at um when i was at adams i i got a brief for this uh cable company that wanted to look like a sponsor of this music festival except they weren't but they wanted to look like one so I pulled a page out of the, uh, I think it was the 84 Olympics with Nike when they bought all the boards around the location, right. showed athletes and a logo. That was it. They didn't need to say a word, right? So right. I, I kind of was inspired by that campaign. Use the, the brand colors. The, so the boards were nothing but a musician on one corner, an entire board of nothing but black, and then a logo, right? In the corner. Mm -hmm. That's it. Do the campaign marketing director oh my god we love it they're going to do they're going to do 10 vinyls and 100 posters they're going to blanket the market right so goes off comes back they're like we're in we're going to do this all we have to do is add 1-800 ring arm whatever the name was, or the company well, they, they wanted their 1-800 number right and we're like um yeah no no we're not doing it and I'm and we're and they're like, no, what do you mean you're not doing it? You you have to do it. We're paying for this. Again, this is the customer is always right. Always right, yeah. right. So the GM at the time, John Hayes, said, No, can't do it. And they were like, What do you mean you can't do it? We're paying for these boards. Now, at the time, this was about seventy-five thousand dollars in one month, right? In mm -hmm. one month spent. And he just drew the line in the sand. And it went this went back and forth for weeks. And Finally, they said, I even said to John, I said, John, look, I appreciate what you're doing here. I'll, I'll make it small. I'll gray it out. I'll push it to the back. He's like, no, Bill, we're not going to ruin what could potentially be the best billboard campaign this market's ever seen. Not doing it. I don't, I don't care. It's not about money. And I was, I was like, wow. Okay. So he said to me the one day, he said, get me a bunch of quotes. You're like a quote guy. Get me a bunch of quotes on like, taking risk and being bold. And I thought this was a crazy move. We started faxing them to their corporate office just blindly, you know, be bold, be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. And a little, a little That's Adams hilarious. logo at the bottom, right? A little, a little branding a, you know, 
uh, and just quotes about taking risk and what happens if you don't take a risk or all kind. Finally, they they caved. They said, okay, it can go up without without the number, and it went up, and it won a national uh, marketing award from OAAA for you know for the because everyone that saw that campaign assumed that they were a sponsor of Music Fest because you would have had to helicopter in to Music Fest to not see the posters or the vinyls on the road. And to me, that just showed how the power of of saying everything without a single word, without a single word. And I remember a couple of years after that, I was at the agency and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting in front of the marketing person for the competing cable company, right? And he didn't didn't know I worked for this other, did other work. Mm. And this campaign came up and he was talking about it. And he said, I told the company, the, the other cable company, they were, they were saying like, those boards are ridiculous. They don't say anything. And he said, no, they say everything. And I just sat there and was just like, I, I just let him go until he was done. And I said, I actually did that. Tell more. <laughs> yeah, right. I did that campaign. And to me, that, that's just, um, yeah. And, and holding your line in the sand. You know, John Hayes could have very easily caved, taken the 75, put it up. Mm. It still would have looked good. I mean, well, no, it wouldn't have looked good. It would have looked terrible with this 1-800 number. And, but he, he held fast and it just the, the power of like, kind of saying like, no, we're not going to let you wreck this, this, this amazing campaign. And the person who, um, who was the marketing director from that campaign, she's, she's at other, she's moved on to other jobs, but she always takes that, that framed picture of one of the vinyls wherever she goes. And it's always hanging in her office every time she's like, I started my new job. It's hanging in my office in the wall. So to me, like there is nothing more powerful than good design. And especially when a message connects. And in this case, it connected to a music festival in downtown Bethlehem Mm -hmm. where over a million people come over a 10 day period. And these guys look like a sponsor of that festival without uttering a single that's awesome. word. I love that yeah. story. That's a great story, man. I mean, it's, and it, it was true. I couldn't believe it happened. And I, I just, it, it was great. So, so what, what else, um, what's on your, what's on your, uh, your, your horizon? What, what do you got coming up? I mean, what, what are you working on? That's uh, exciting. Or, or even tell me about a campaign recently that, that you just, that got you excited. I know they all get you excited, but one that maybe stood out. That's like, I mean, you got anything like that? You yeah. Shoot? Um, well, I mean, on, on one side, like what I'm working on, like, uh, I, I guess the, <laughs> the role of creative director, you know, you go to school to eventually want to be a creative director, uh, right. but they don't really teach you <laughs> all the <laughs> stuff that actually goes along with being a creative director, the, the management side and yep. uh, the system side and figuring out how, you know, you can help your team succeed. So just internally revamping a little bit of our creative process, um, you know, questioning how we go about things if we can make it better um so that that actually is really exciting to me sure um rethinking that creative we call ours a creative map but basically the creative brief um how we can get more to the heart of what it is in a more efficient time and help our sales team succeed more so that 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 is a big piece that i'm working on right now but um uh yeah so with the ob's you know so the OAAA. um awards sure yeah I, I was excited definitely surprised 
Um, but we, we got 22 finalists this year, which was oh, congratulations. really nice. Yeah. Um, a lot of work that I, you know, I'm very proud of the team for doing there. Uh, one of the campaigns in there, um, and, you know, it's going to sound maybe not as exciting to everybody else. Uh, but for me, it really kind of captures the essence of out of home. Um, Cause everything, you know, you hear so much talk about digital this, digital that, um, you know, big, huge props. Like we had some that one, you know, this thing we did in Nashville had mannequins out on the, the board and mm-hmm. neon lights. And it was kind of this big, you know, to do production. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. But the, the one that really got me is something we did for shutters.com, which is, you know, exactly what it sounds like a company for shutters. So like, it's not even like a sexy brand, like <laughs> mm-hmm. and shutters, but it was the out of home that really just, you know, it, to me, it was the core of out of home, like you were saying, kind of that visual and it just followed our process to the T and the end result at the client, just like, you know, I didn't say it on the call, but I, I completely doubted y'all. <laughs> you know, I've, I've heard this promise before that it's going to be great and trust us, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, what are these guys going to do for a shutters company? Um, and y'all came through and I'm really blown away. And we even yep. redesigned their logo for them. Um, you know, and they used uh, the campaign on their homepage of the website. But basically, long story short, shutters, uh, this guy, you know, going through the discovery conversation. Actually, this isn't a short story, so forgive me. Cut me off if you need to. <laughs> um, but the typical question I ask is like, why do you do what you do? Like, why are you at shutters.com of all places? It looked like he was enjoying his job and happy to be there. Like, surely there's something else I got to know about this. And he said, uh, you know, I, I used to work in the makeup business. That's what I, I used to own a makeup company. And basically it was, uh, you know, three ingredients in every product, whether we charge 25 bucks or $500 for the same product, just different labeling. And it was all snake oil. It was all just, you know, the wrinkle-free cream, you put it on your face, it's wrinkle-free because it inflames your face. It swells it up and gets rid of the wrinkles, but then you're back to where you started or worse. Oh, that's interesting. goes down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah, so it was like, it's, it was, I just wanted to work for somewhere that did what they said they did. Mm. And so it worked for shutters where they go in, they talk to the homeowner, they understand their aesthetic, they really get inspired by what they love. And they create a unique product for that home. And um, that just connected with me and my team. Like, yeah, oh, it's sure. just inspired by what you love. So inspired by whatever this is. So the campaign was all just uh, like a living room setting, just a close up on a chair and like maybe a lamp or close up on a table okay. with certain pots and a wall. And then all you saw was the sun shining through different types of shutters. So you don't even see the product. You just see. Oh, you know, wow. Can, it was literally just shutters.com inspired by blank. And the blank was just the room behind it with the lighting coming in. So just in an instant communicating. Oh, that's big time emotion complete. right there. Yeah. It's emotion. And, and sure. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what gets me excited when you can connect emotionally with a client. You know, and you, you know, you're not saying one specific thing. You know, so someone asked me a while ago, like, what do you, why do you love out of home? And my answer was, it's the one medium that can scream to thousands, but also whisper to one. You know, 
you're screaming to all these people driving by all day, but I each love and that. every That's one awesome. of you I love it. that sees that, it whispers yeah. to you in a different way, um, connects emotionally a different way. In this mm-hmm. campaign, although it was for some you know, shutters of all things, not apparently per, you know, perceived not to be a sexy thing, we made it really that, that's really such beautiful. a big that's such a big idea that can i mean i'm already thinking about all the different ways that that could go and the other you know what i mean it's 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 just when you have such a powerful simple idea and and i always say to clients you know there there are a lot of them are when i ask them like what are you really selling you know if i would talk to a, like a mattress place and i would say you know what do you guys think you're selling and they look at me weird and they're like uh, we sell mattresses like no no, I think what you should be selling is a good night's sleep. Now, what does that look exactly. like? Right? It's not the exactly. focus on them. It's a focus on the end user. Harley doesn't sell motorcycles. They sell freedom. Right? You know, um, you know, Corona doesn't sell beer. They sell relaxation. You know, everyone is selling something that, that is probably not what they think they're selling. You know, and if you look, mm-hmm. if you can even start there and, and look at what, what, what customers are, are really selling. I mean, that's a good place to start if you're trying to figure out something, you know, figure out what they're really selling, which makes me, I wanted to ask this question. I don't want to forget this one. Um, what do you look for when you hire someone? When you're going to hire someone to be an art director or a designer to work for Outfront, what are you looking for? What, 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 uh, what kind of traits? So, you know, as we're going through whoever replies or applies, not replies, replies to the the job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we're looking at the work, right? Just right. glancing through, seeing if the work's right. Um, also like the the resume, right? Like not so much reading it, but just visually looking at it, like, um, okay. and maybe I'm wrong for it. If it is just a, a quick word typed out resume, I, mm. I don't really want to look at it and I might be skipping over it. Um, I want to see that you take pride in who you are, um, okay. your craft. Um, so look through the work, uh, if the work is up to snuff where we're like, wow, okay, we definitely want this person here. Um, and you can ask a lot of people that I've interviewed at the end of the interview, I've always tell them like, look, one, we probably wouldn't be talking if we didn't like the work that we're seeing so far. Okay. Um, uh, this talk really is just to make sure a, that you know what you're talking about, you, you know, design whether i don't really care that you know out of home or not like that i don't care like that Mm -hmm. we can teach out of home yep um but you you know design you're passionate about it but really the the biggest thing is that you're not a jerk (laughs) 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 nobody wants to work with a jerk Um, Uh if you walk in our atlanta office um so i don't know some of our like on my linkedin i have a a, the word mediocrity and there's an axe right right yeah (laughs) um that that comes from like a real axe uh so i have the axe head mounted outside of our studios office when you walk in and it just says work hard be humble love it and that's love it that's what we want yeah i found that you know in my in my experience even working at the agency you know the the higher up you go and the more confident you are in your skills the better of a person you are you know, you're, you, it, the ego kind of, it's almost like the ego goes down as the, as the quality and the, and the, the confidence you have in your work goes up. You know, mm-hmm. you just kind of, you know what you know, you know, you know what you know, you're confident. 
Um, and you just, uh, you know, that humility such, I mean, this is a big ego business, man. You, you got to know that, right. There's a lot of, yeah. a, lot of a lot of ego at play in this. And that's something that, um, you know, if I could change anything would be to kind of just let's tamp down the ego. Cause I think, mm -hmm. I think, you know, this, I think all good creative directors know this ideas can come from anywhere and anyone. And you yeah. don't have to be just because you have the title doesn't mean you have to be the one to come up with all the ideas. In fact, it's actually better that you don't. You let your mm -hmm. team come up with them and you just shine a light and you call, you know what, we're going to go in that direction. I really like yeah, And you, you kind of nurture that. Um, right. I mean, that's how that's how I always, I've always done it. I've, I've noticed that as I got into creative directing and, and became a creative director, it was not about me at all. It was about the team. And helping mm -hmm. them grow and, and giving my knowledge to them and sharing it openly and, and you know, uh, giving them, I was even to a point where I would give them the best projects because I, I wasn't somebody that was going to like, you know, take all the best. I want, I want you to achieve that. I had one of my designers say the, to me the one time uh, we were at an, uh, an Addy Awards and she's like, how come you let the artists go up and get the, get the awards? I'm like, well, they, they worked on them. They did them. They're like, no, but you did the campaign. I'm like, no, 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 no. First of all, we did it together, but I want them to have that moment. I want them to, they, they deserve that. They deserve that mm -hmm. recognition. Artists Absolutely. don't get enough recognition as it is. So, you know, the creative director is not going up to get the trophies. It's the artists that are going up to get the trophies. And, and I just Absolutely. find that, you know, they've always, you know, if, if, if your team knows that you're, you're willing to run through a brick wall for them, mm -hmm. they'll do anything for you. They'll do anything Absolutely. you ask. And to me, that's, that's where the promised land is. That's where the, that's where the magic happens, you know, that trust. And you, you, you talked about that with a client, but I also think you, you need to have that with your, your design team. Absolutely. Your, if you're yeah. leading a team, the best thing my anyone's best ever said to me was Eddie, the best thing anyone's ever said to me. Uh, one of my designers said to me once was um, she said, you know, you gave me a lot of knowledge and you, 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 you helped me tremendously and you made me a better designer but the one thing that you did that I, I will never forget is that you gave me permission to be myself. And I was like, Absolutely. boy, if I, you know, that's, that's it right there, man. Yeah. We, we say uh, our best, you know, my best work isn't my work. It's our work. Um, yeah. 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 One of my best memories is our, uh, one of our art directors in LA walking up to receive a gold OV and it was him. Like he was yeah. receiving it. And yeah. That was such a prideful moment for me. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely love it. But well, listen, I checked man. out. I checked out your site. I mean, your work is um, the work that Outfront is doing is uh, it's impressive, and I hope that people will uh, listening to this will go out and check it out. It's uh, what is your website? Just give it outfront.com uh, and you can check out if you go to Instagram, you can look at Outfront Studios, and that's specifically our team's work. And is there anything um, in terms of like uh, that you think people should uh, check out? I mean, I guess those. Uh, those stories or those case studies that you have on the site yeah, would be something good. Hub, check out our content hub and, you know, really, like we said, that'll, that, that place shines the light on our people, which is our best feature. Um, just the different people. Are what about that book? What us. about that book? Is that book available for anyone that you said you, you uh, wrote? I, I can shoot you a link or the PDF that, you know, if you want to post it wherever, I'll shoot that over to you. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, man, I really appreciate you doing this. I know, I know you're busy, um, and, I, and I know we had, we had a little bit of technical problems last week with the storms that I guess went through. You're based in, are you, where are you based out of, Atlanta or Louisiana? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm based out of Atlanta. Uh, okay, you're in Atlanta. from okay. Louisiana. Supposed okay. to be in New York, but it's too cold up there, so no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really do appreciate this. 
thanks for being on AdYak. And uh, keep doing your thing, man. Creativity, we need more of it. We need more people that, that are, that are going to get those messages out there on, on those boards and, uh, you know, do good design and, and keep that mediocrity, mediocrity at bay. Absolutely, man. This was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Be well. You too. Later. All right, Ad Yackers. Hope you enjoyed it. Because we have many more great conversations planned and guests lined up ready to yak it up. Ad Yak is sponsored and produced by ASR Media. Theme song was written and performed by Dan Ross. Location recording was at JT Norman's Design Studio. Ad Yak is the official podcast of the AAF Greater Lehigh Valley Ad Club. Stay hungry, stay humble. Till next time. This episode of Ad Yak is rated O for, oh man, that was good.